Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. words from a mighty man of God. Amen? Amen. I don't know about you, but I um, wasn't expecting that this morning, but I have been so moved in hearing just that short little snippet of a much longer sermon. I mean, Dr. King was my kind of preacher, 45, 50 minutes on that one. But God had a lot to say through him. And to be honest, to hear those Words, not just his words, but the words of God echo in this room. If that doesn't stop you in your tracks this morning, if that doesn't make you think twice, not just about this weekend, not just about who we're called to be as a church, but who you are called to be, what we are called to be about as the church, as followers of Jesus. Slow down and receive it this morning. Let the seed of the word of God take root in your heart. If you're not familiar with that speech, well, it's been tagged, I've been to the mountaintop, one of many of Dr. King's famous speeches, but what's special about this one is it was on April 3rd, and the very next day on April 4th, Dr. King was assassinated. So to hear those words in that context this morning should grip you in a whole new way. And again, not just his words, but pointing us back to the word of God. King says, I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to stand on that mountaintop. He he sensed something. I'm not going to get there with you. Biblical imagery from start to finish of Moses leading people, being a part of this revolution, this movement to the promised land, but never actually setting foot there himself, never seeing the full fruit of his harvest that we're going to talk about today, but powerful words nonetheless. We as a people will get to the promised land. Yes, the powerful words this morning, but what I don't want you to miss is the fire that was in his eyes. There is something underneath the work of justice. There is something underneath the work of civil rights. And it is God working and stirring and, and lighting a fire inside of him. Those are the eyes of a man for whom Jesus is everything. Amen. Is everything. It starts within. It starts down deep. It starts within you. How's your heart today? Is your heart open to receive the word of God. It starts from within, and that's what a lot of people miss, and that's what we'll forget on a weekend like this, and we'll tip our cap to Dr. King, and maybe we'll make a post on social media, which is great, don't hear me wrong. But what people often forget is that underneath the communicator, the visionary, the civil rights activist, was a Baptist preacher, a pastor, a man that had been transformed by the word of God. Because here's the thing, 
You cannot lead people towards peace. You cannot lead people towards an eternal hope. You cannot lead people to freedom unless you know the one who is peace, the one who is hope, and the one who is freedom, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? So that's, that's what's so moving today. That's what our goal is today. In a moment, I'm going to invite up my good friend and brother Julian Desmute to bring the word of God today, and I don't want you to miss it. Our desire today, our goal today is not to point you simply to Dr. King. It's to point you to the God that he knew and loved. I meet very few people in our church, and I love this about our church. They don't say, I want to change our city. I want to change this community. I want to change these neighborhoods. Let's, let's be about change as a church. And change does not happen simply by trying harder or being a moral person or a religious person. Change starts from within. It starts with us. It starts with us being transformed by the word of God. And that work has already started. We got a front row seat to seeing that this last weekend. I don't know if you were here or not. If you weren't, you missed it. Don't miss a weekend around here because when God shows up, powerful things happen. We put the call out last week and close to 80 people were baptized into Jesus' name right here last weekend. Just this incredible move of the Spirit of God. But that's the fruit. All of that was just a visual representation of the fruit that's taking place inside. It's what we sang about this morning because the Spirit of God working in people's lives. Oh man, God is moving. (laughs) But we're just getting started. And we have so much work to do. And I would be remiss today if I didn't say how humbling it is. Not just on this weekend, but every time that we stand on this stage. To know that 64 years ago, Dr. King stood right here and preached a message of love over hate and light overcoming the darkness. And that should both convict us and inspire us. Convict us to the point that we are still dealing with the same injustices that he spoke about as an up-and-coming civil rights leader in 1959. We're still fighting the same battles. We have so far to go. And it is not okay We have so far to go, and yet simultaneously we should be inspired that God has put us as a church at this place, a 2,500 university, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. But it starts from within. It starts by being changed by the word of God. And when we get familiar with the word of God, we remember, and you you come to worship at Hope Elam, and you're like, man, they talk about justice a lot. They talk about equality a lot. You know why we talk about it? Because it's not a side topic to the gospel. It is the heartbeat of the gospel. It is the fruit of the gospel come to life. Is that black and brown and white and young and old and rich and poor and city and suburb and Republican and Democrat and churched and unchurched, you go down the list, can dwell together in harmony and find our unity in Jesus. It's the heart of the gospel, and that's why we're not going to stop talking about it. And that's why it's so important this year that we are reading through the Bible. It's called the whole Holy Bible in a year. And if you haven't been around the last couple weeks, we're going to read it, we're going to learn it, and we're going to live it. Just grab your phone and scan that QR code right now. It's not too late to get started. This is what happened with Dr. King. You read it, you learn it, and then you live it. And when the seed of God's word is planted in your heart, God can use you to help change the world. It starts from within. It starts with us. And so here to continue our series in the Gospel of Matthew to bring a word today, 
please give a warm hope to my good uh, welcome to my good friend, brother in Christ, Julian Dismute. Good morning, Hope Elam. Yes, I'm super excited to be here. Uh, thank you, John, for that inspiring word. Because we are living in times where we need hearts to change. And so thank you again, John. Uh, again, this is not scripted, but it's going to sound scripted because I said it last time. But John, that was a great alley-oop. And for those that do not play basketball, it's easier to dunk it when someone throws you a lob. And so for those that can't dunk, have your friends throw you alive. It'll make you look good. All right. So, John, thank you so much. So I'm excited to be here because we're going to be talking a, a little bit today about the, the parable of the sower. Has anybody ever heard of that parable before? Well, check this out. It's a parable that is going to be able to hit everybody in the room. It's a parable that can bring transformation. And, you know, sometimes when we come to church, we don't have a message that is for us. You're like, man, that one ain't for me. But one thing I can guarantee is this one is. And so today, we're going to be focusing on the, the content of our heart, the condition of our hearts today. And in this parable, Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's talking about that. He's talking to the disciples about, hey, you guys, you guys get to understand the mysteries the secrets of the kingdom of God. And he breaks down this parable. He's talking about this seed that goes out. And in the room today, there's many different soils in the room today. Some of us are in a hard place, rocky place, maybe even a thorny place. And some of us may be flowing in the spirit, maybe in a good place. But I guarantee if you really Listen, open up your ears today that you'll go home with something. You'll go home with seeds that you'll be able to plant with that can change your life. That's the power of the gospel, the message, the seed that we're going to be talking about that lands on the hearts of God's people. Oh, yes, and it's all God's people. See, the cool thing about God is that he sent a son into the world to die for our sins. And it wasn't just for a particular people. It was for those that would receive him. So will you receive God today? That's the question. Will you allow your hearts to be open for God to be able to touch you? Some of us came in here for a touch. Some of us came in here for a word. Either way, you came in here to feel God. That's the hope today as we talk about the parable of the sower. And so, dear Lord, show up. Show up in a mighty way for your people to hear you. That they would not leave empty-handed, but that they would leave with a seed. May the seeds not fall on deaf ears, and may you be praised through it all, God. We love you, God. We thank you, God. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said? Yeah. All right. All right, so in this parable, there's four soils, and we're going to break each one of them down. No one's going to be able to get out of here without getting touched by God. Sorry. And the four soils are, just to remind those that do not watch social media, is the seed that lands along the footpath, okay? It's the seed that lands on the footpath but can't go deep. And we're going to talk about the rocky soil, the seed that goes into the ground but doesn't have much deep roots. 
The seed that lands on the thorny soil is the third one, and we're going to talk about the good soil. And for those that have been far away from God, but you're here today, I do want to say thank you. Because you came on a great day for God to touch you. You came on a great day for God to move in you. You came on a good day. Why? Because God died for you too. God, wait, matter of fact, yeah, to be like, oh, God, Jesus did. No, that was God in the flesh. He came. He had a son filled with his spirit to come and die on the cross for your sins. Because God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. And so that is the scripture I want somebody to grab. That's my first seed today, is that you would receive the fact that in John 3, 16, it's very popular scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever will believe in him, they will not perish, but they will have eternal life, everlasting life, life abundantly in him. The part I really want to point out is whosoever believes. Let me say it this way. Whosoever receives. See, Jesus was the seed that came into the world, and he was hanging out with people that had hard hearts, people that had good hearts, people that had thorny hearts, and people that had rocky hearts. He was the seed that was scattered. Because yeah. the Bible says that he is the word, correct? So if you know the word, and he is the word, and the word is the seed that goes out, Jesus is the one that went out. For those that would receive them, they would have eternal life and have a life abundantly. And so this first soil we're going to break down is the seed that lands along the footpath. The footpath, it's that, it's the heart that's been stepped on. Let me say it that way. The one that has been through a lot, that has been through some trauma, that's been through some pain. The heart that has been hardened because of life circumstances. And now it's hard to forgive. The hardened heart is a person that holds on to bitterness so much because of what a life has done. That's what the hard heart does. That's the one that when, they, when a person comes with the, with, the, with the word, they can't receive it because you know what? I'm tired of what the church has done. The church has done this to me. I'm done. Or maybe it's somebody that was supposed to be a Christian, but they didn't treat him like a Christian. They said, I'm done with this whole faith thing altogether. Hard hearts. And then his parable... Right here, it talks about those who hear the message but don't understand it. That's the ones with the hard hearts. Check this out. Then the one who comes, the evil one who comes and snatches the seed that was planted in the heart. We got to get our hearts right. Some of us have been struggling with different things in our lives. And God has been sending out his word, but since your heart is hard... The seed can't get into your heart to do the work that it's meant to do. And maybe you're here today with a hard heart. But God wants you to know that you are loved. That's why I love the fact that it's, the Bible says that the, the planter is scattering seed. It's not like Jesus came into the world was just looking for the Jews. <laughs> like, hey, you know, let me come look for my people to good soil, you know. Let me go ahead and plant a seed there. Uh. No, he didn't do that. None of us are righteous. None of us are perfect. We are all in need of a Savior. But it says he scattered it. means it was for everybody. For those who have ears, may they hear. For those who have eyes, may they see. That's the gospel. The gospel of love. The gospel 
of redemption. The gospel is about adoption. The gospel is about forgiveness. It is about love. It's about transformation. It is about abundant life. So let me ask you this question. How is your heart? Oh, yeah. I'm coming for hearts today. I said I got a message for everybody. Oh, trust me. It's for me too. The Bible says that he gives seed to the sower, but trust me. Somebody planted seeds in me. And when my heart was hard, I couldn't receive the word of God. I went through my struggles, my traumas, my hurts, my hangups. When God tried to send out his word to me, I couldn't receive it. So the other question I have, is your heart ready to receive what God has for you? A lot of times we'll go through life wondering why things aren't changing. The question is, is your heart changing? No, I'm serious. Really think about that. Reflect a little bit. Let's examine the heart a little bit. Are we allowing, is it, is it God's word that's the problem or is it maybe us? Like we get in the way of God. But the cool thing about God is that he knows our hearts have been broken. He knows our hearts have been hard and calloused because of the imperfect parents that we have. Or the coworkers that keep calling us names. Or the ones that overlook us and make us feel like we are not valuable. So we harden our hearts. And you know why we do that? Let me be real with you. Let me be frank with you. <laughs> it's because, truthfully, because we're scared. Some of us are just scared of love again. That we'll use this hardness as a way to protect us. And never fully experience the love of Christ in our life. And so we hide behind the walls of our heart. And we start to point the finger at people in our lives. But the part as I was studying God's word, you know the part that really jumped out to me? It's the part where it says, then the evil one comes and snatches the seed that was planted in the heart. I start to wonder, like, why would the, like, why would the devil come and snatch the seed? Yes, she said it. It's because eventually... If you keep coming to church, eventually, if you keep going to that Bible study, eventually, if you keep coming to that small group, and eventually, if you continue to seek God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your might, that seed that was on hard ground, that hard ground can become soft. Oh, no, it can become soft. It can become soft enough for that word to get in for you just to get a little taste of God's goodness. Sometimes just a little bit of taste of God's goodness will have you walking a little bit differently. Talking a little bit differently. Oh, have you acted strange? People will come up to you and say, you acting different. Baby, I am different. Come on now. When God's word touches you, when God's word touches you, it does something on the inside. Because it starts within. John said it. It starts within. Some of us work harder on our jobs than we work on our hearts. Got an A in school, but got an F in here. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. We cry out to God. For God to change us. So now, receive this seed for your heart today. Because some of us think that God isn't for us. Some of us think that God didn't send out his word and, and didn't try to go out and touch him. But the Bible says here that 
The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Not God. Some of us have confused those things with God doing that to them. Oh, I know the Bible kind of wicked. Me and God did this and God did that. And man, whoo, I don't know if I really want to. Like we felt that way towards God because the, the devil would love to taint your lens of who God truly is. But Jesus goes on to say, he says, but hey, the devil does all that. You know what? I have come so that you may have life and that you would have it abundantly. That's why he is here. And that's why it's so important for you to receive the seed. So, all right, Julian, I'm coming to church now. I'm trying to get right with God, you know, spend a little time in his word. Okay. But maybe your soil is kind of rocky. And please examine your heart because I believe you. I believe today anybody that receives the word today can be transformed by the word. Ain't got to wait till next year. Ain't got to wait till next month. God's word, it's alive and it's active. So the rocky soil says, the rocky soil is for those who hear the message and they immediately receive it with joy. Hooray. But since they do not have deep roots, come on now, they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Let me ask you a question. Are your roots deep? We got so many rocks in a way. We come into church and we're saying, okay, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who gives me strength. And go home and then you got a letter on your door talking about you got 24 hours to make sure that that water bill get paid. And that will be the thing that trips us up. Talking about God I prayed. God I prayed. And this came and this happened. You're not who you really are. You're not what they say. So we fall out of the faith. That's what that's saying. That's why we can't have rocks in our soil. That's why we got to continually do the work. Pull out the rocks. Some of us think, it don't take all that in this faith. You know, when we get saved and, you know, we're good and we can just go. Yeah, that's true. You are saved, boo-boo, but check this out. There is work to be done if you need it, if you want to produce fruit. There was work that needs to be done. You got to pull out the rocks. The reason why you keep getting tripped up when bad things happen to you is because those roots aren't growing deep. That's why we encourage around here to get part of a Bible study. Get into a small group. Some of us are so scared of accountability because accountability feel like prison. Oh, no, I don't know nobody telling me what to do. Yup, I'm straight, I'm good, I'm saved, I go to church. Yup, you do. But you ain't got no fruit yet because those roots aren't deep enough. Don't miss what I'm saying and don't hear what I'm not saying. Not making fun of the person that's in a rocky, in a rocky place, in that rocky soil. I've been there. I've had problems in my life time after time. And God would be trying to send this word, and I would get a word from God saying, this is going to be the year of change, and then something will come up, and then I'd be like, dang, I missed it. Then I would get angry and mad at God, get bitter at him, fall right back into living the same lifestyle that the Lord pulled me out of. Some of us, the reason why we keep going back to the bars. Sometimes we keep going back to that person that doesn't love us. Sometimes we keep going back to that environment. Sometimes the reason why we go back to those friend groups 
It's just because we got some rocks in our soil. That's the reason why. And this part, here, check this out. You thought I was going to leave this part out? I'm not going to leave this part out. And some people are persecuted for believing God's word. And the reason why people are persecuted, because the devil sends minions, people that will come and try to get underneath your skin. And guess what? Some of those people are your friends. And the reason why our hearts are still rocky is because we are too scared to let our friends go. We'll give up our faith. We'll give up the, we'll, we'll settle for darkness when God is trying to bring us in the light just to hang out with our friends. Sometimes it'd be the friends that say, oh, you going to church now? Oh, you a, you a good boy now? Oh, oh, well, oh, so you need somebody to tell you how to live. Okay, okay, okay. And we let that conversation divide us away from God. Break our hearts. And I promise you it breaks God's heart. Because if you know the word, and that's why we have to, that's why I love the fact that our church is spending a lot of time in the word this year. You know why? Because we need some deep roots. We need people, each and every one of you in here, to have deep roots. If we want to stand firm for justice, if we want to see God do amazing things in our life and see transformation happen in our marriage, we need some deep roots. Because the storms will come. All the trials will come. And when you start following God, oh, best believe the enemy going to be on his way. Oh, sometimes people will just use coming to Jesus as a get out of jail free card. And yes, you are, hey, and yes, you are free. But there, is a, but there is such thing as staying free. We can always go back to jail. You can always get back into the darkness. You can always get wrapped up by the same people. God came so that we would have life and have it abundantly. I said that. I need somebody to receive that word. God came so that you would have life and have it abundantly. So I got another seed for you guys today because I'm just loving planting seeds. I'm having fun in the garden. <laughs> I am. So here's another seed. John 16, says this. I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. He is the prince of peace, y'all. Here on this earth you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart. Because I, I have overcome the world. I want you guys to hear that last part. He has overcame the world. That's why it's so important for you to know the word of God. That's the reason why he says you can't go a day without, without me. I need you to be in your word daily. Some of us think, well, you know, I've been in it about three times a day. That's not enough. No, 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 no. It's good. But you get out what you put in. God says daily bread. And sometimes we go hungry. Sometimes we go hungry when we miss weeks because of the jobs that came and because of the schedule got jacked up. And you don't think the enemy is on that? Anything that can come between you and God is a work of the enemy, no matter what excuse. And that's the reason why we have thorns in our garden. And this is where most people live, in the thorny place. This is the part where we can have a form of godliness and get away with our secret sin? I'm telling you, somebody quiet, quiet in this church. In all this, I want to say, for somebody right now that is wrestling, God loves you and he sees you. 
If you do not see the process from the hard to the rocky to the thorny, there's a process that is happening. That's why I encourage people to stay in the faith. Stay consistent on coming to church. Stay consistent on the word. All because you are in a thorny place or a rocky place doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. Doesn't mean that. Just means that there's still some work. Maybe you have to get plugged into a therapist. As a church, we ain't trying to talk to nobody about it unless it's God. And that was me. But God be like, yeah, I know you can speak to me, but that's easy. But go talk to your wife about it, though. Ah. Well, God, wait, on the other hand, you know. <laughs> yeah. The thorny soil. It's a person that hears God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out. It's crowded out by the worries of life and chasing after wealth. So no fruit is produced. This is the one that I feel that most people stay in. Many people, and I don't know if you're in here or not, where we are on fire for God one day, but the next day we're ready to clock in and get that check by all means. And we can't even grow into the full capacity because we get so distracted by the money. We get so distracted by the wealth. We get so distracted by status and success that when God is trying to do a, a good work on the inside of us, we'll settle for less. Well, you know, at least I'm not in the rocky soil. Yeah, but you still got some unconfessed in there, though. See, this is, this is, not, this is not about, oh, Julian calling out my sin. No, check me out. God knows my heart can get thorny real quick. If I just don't, if I don't want to deal with those things that God is calling me to, the garden that was once beautiful, that was once precious, the ground that used to be soft, has become too fertile. And now, oh, I'm growing, but weeds are growing with me too. The Bible goes on to say about this thorny soil that it chokes out the one. It chokes out the plant. The seed that is trying to go, it chokes out. Sometimes we live underneath our potential because the sins in our life choke it out. Hey, I'm here to give a word to somebody right now if you can receive it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Check this out. There's fruit that God is trying to produce in your life, but the reason why it hasn't come to maturity is because you won't let that thing go. You won't let that secret sin go. That's, that's, a, that's a word for somebody. You keep holding on to it. You keep hiding on it. You keep trying to justify it. But the reason why you won't get to that next level, the reason why there won't be two fruit, is because you keep doing this one thing here, and it's a going against the word of God. God wants us to clean our hearts. That's why I love David. Thank you, God, for bringing this. David committed the biggest sin. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. And eventually... His heart became hard. You guys know the story. Heart, because sin can make our, heart, our hearts hard. And what does he do? He kills Bathsheba's husband to hide a secret. Because she was prego. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the sauce. <laughs> she was pregnant and he was so scared because of the, the sin that he committed that he killed him off. His heart became hard. Hard. That's what sin does. It hardens our heart and then it has us operating and doing things that we shouldn't do. Has us trying to hide things, manipulation, to get people 
to do things for us that is not in the will of God. The thorny soil is a form of godliness. It's the rebellious heart. It's the one that says, I love Jesus, but truly, you're just in love. I love this question. I had a friend say this to me. We were talking about this, and he said, sometimes people claim they love Jesus, but they're just, they're just in love with the idea that God loves them. <coughs> Check your hearts. Do you really love him? Want to lay your life down for him? The man, Jesus, came into the world to save us from our sins. The one that came to give us life. And life abundantly. And in that, and with David, what goes on to say, Nathan pulled up on him and convicted him of the sin. Called him out on the sin because God showed him something. That, hey, I know what you did. And it broke David's heart. And the heart and the soil of David's heart, which was really hard, was broken. It was broken by the word of the Lord. The spirit of the living God comes to pour out his spirit on hearts that are hard to soften it so the word can get in and do what it's supposed to do. And that's where we get Psalms 51. <laughs> Psalms 51 is, a, if anybody's read Psalms 51, it is David crying out. Crying out for God, for God's forgiveness. Saying, Lord, please don't take your spirit away from me. Saying, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Because he knew what he did was sinful in the eyes of the Lord. What would happen if you cried out to God? When he hear your prayer and you get honest with him and get vulnerable with him. Because when you can get vulnerable with him. And trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When we submit to God, all of our ways and say, God, this is for you. God, I'm tired of this. God, I'm tired of wrestling with this. God, I need you in this spot. God, I need you to break me. I need you to break my heart for the things that break yours, God. I need you to till my heart, the soil of my heart. I need you to till. I need you to break. I need you to refertilize me. I need you to put me in a new place. I need you to take out the rocks. I need you to move me, God. I need you to change me, God. I'm hungry for you, God. I'm thirsty for you, God. I'm thirsty for you, God. And just like that, boom, you get some good soil. Uh-oh, because God hears you. He says, somebody's thirsty. See, when you're thirsty, you'll cry out. That's a person that has a, a broken spirit, a broken heart, a contrite spirit. Something that is like, I need something. If it ain't for God, then if God don't move on this, then I'm doomed. Like, that's the good soil. It's the soil that is dependent on God. It's the soil that is not dependent on yourself. It's the, you know what the good soil is for anybody? All ears here. Listen. You know what the good soil is? Sinners. Uh-oh. Sorry for those that don't think they're sinners. The good soil is a person that knows he's a sinner but in need of a savior. That's what the good soil is. And I don't know if I'm just preaching to myself. But sometimes we can get in the good soil and we can start acting prideful. Oh, my soil is good, you know, spending time with God, you know, you know, right, you know, good blessings, you know, things are good, you know, nice shoes, okay. God's like, yeah, 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 nice shoes, all right. But I want to talk to you about that one thing. 
Yeah. So, and no, and it's easy to do that because we got flesh on us. We're wrapped in this fleshly body that, it, that wants us to do our own thing. But in order for the soil to be good, we got to allow God to work on us. Because I've realized about going through these soils as a revelation that God has shown me about is many of us don't like to work on our garden because we look outside and we look at our garden that we have la- we've let, the- let it sit for like 10, you know, 10, 15 years. And we look at the window, we're like, yeah, that garden is doomed. There's too much trauma, there's too much betrayal, there's too much bitterness, there's too much unforgiveness, there's too much sin. Now I'm good. But Jesus came into the world and when he died, he sent his, the advocate. He sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us clean our hearts. To help our hearts become pure. Some of us are just so scared to, let, to fall apart. I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Like we give God sacrifices. Hey, God, you know, I'll give up them. You know, I'll give up going out here. I'll give up all that. It's like we want to give God all these different sacrifices. But that's not what he wants. You know what he desires? A broken spirit and a contrite heart. A person that is real and raw about the truth. Vulnerability. Us men, we're not very vulnerable. What would happen if you would just be vulnerable? That seed that God has been planting, can go so deep and you'll be able to produce a harvest. That's what it says right here. In this, in this one here, I want to touch on it real quick. It says, those who truly hear and understand God's word. When your heart is broken, when your spirit is broken, when you're in need of a savior, when you read the word of God, it hit different. It makes sense. It come alive and you're like, whoa, why is that there? Because God's like, because now you need it. You need the spirit of God. He says his, spirit, his words are spirit and life. But the word that I really want you to see is truly hear him. So my question, Hope Elam, do you really hear God? Do you really hear the message and understand it? My sheep know my voice. He's calling out to you. He's the voice in the wilderness. Maybe, oh, maybe you're in the wilderness season of your life and you're hearing this voice and you're hearing it say, come. But the devil comes and says, that ain't him. Don't even, don't even, hey, that's not, don't even go to church. Don't even, hey, that's not even a good church, bro. Like, if you're in the wilderness season and that voice you're hearing has love behind it and it says, justice is this way. Truth is this way. Love is this way. Oh, mercy's this way. God's grace is this way. Abundance is this way. Oh, my God. Truth is this way. Oh, everyone will be set free in the name of the Lord. For those that receive the word of God can have freedom and have it today. But it will be on the condition of your hearts. Where does God live at? He wants to be in your heart. So please, let us not be wary. This is Galatians 6, 9. Very important for you. This is a very important seed for those that have been grinding. Those that have been working. Those that have been spending time in God's word and you haven't seen the fruit yet. 
It says, let us not become wary in doing good things, doing good for at the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I'm letting you know right now, Hope Elam, please do not give up. Right? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes, you've been going to church. Don't give up. Yes, you've been working on your marriage, but don't give up. Yes, you've been spending time trying to get right with God, but don't give up. Don't give up. Hold on. Your help is coming. Your help is coming. Your time is coming. And at the right time, and at the right season, at the right season, you shall reap a harvest. It's for you. It's for you, my man. It's for you. It's for you. Some of us have experienced so much trauma, hurt, and pain within our families. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You shouldn't have to go through that. Working through all these things in your spirit, wondering if God loves you. That's why I love this man named Martin. God hears your cries. God hears your cries. Martin, a man that, a man that was willing to die for what he believed in. Because the word of God was on the inside. It was like fire shot up in his bones. And when he looked out into the world and he seen all the injustice, all the pain and all the hurting, all the suffering, it broke his heart. Because he knew that wasn't God's will for his people. It was for them to be set free. We are living in the harvest of a man that did not give up, of a a man that kept on moving, getting death threats. People challenge the silence, but you cannot silence the word of God. That's why we're so passionate about this movement of God in our church, seeing God move in our cities. There are kids, there are people, there are murders happening, there's things going on in our city, and we can't be quiet. We got to rise. We got to stand for something. Because if we don't stand for something, we'll fall for anything. God's word has the power to change your life. And so in this video I have here, let it hit you in the right spot. Because you're going to see pictures of Martin and what he's done and the people's lives that were impacted. And yes, I know we talk about Martin, but think about the impact that Jesus had. The reason why people in here that have changed marriages, that are not in the kingdom of darkness anymore, but they are in the kingdom of light now. Those that walk in salvation, those that get to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit are the ones that have received the word of God. And his name is Jesus. So let me ask you again, how is your heart? The Bible says he stands at the door and he's just knocking. But it's your job to let him in to do the work. So check out this video by Martin. And may it bless your heart today. Thank you guys for your time. Love you.
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope.elam.org.